people of the sun. What's going on? It is Tuesday, July 9th. It is John Boy and Jake Radio. We're going to talk about the sports, talk about some weird news, talk about our days a little bit. Jake, how are you doing? Jim James John Boy. This is for the people of the sun. Rage Against the Machine. Bad song, then. No people on the sun. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I've never, I'm not really a Rage Against the Machine. I like what they're about. I like their ideals. Tom Morello, bruh? I saw him live once. You don't Tommy Moores? I saw him play his guitar live with his teeth. I was like, yo, just play it with your fingers. Happy fellow? Play with your fingers. Might sound better if you play your guitar with your fingers because you're currently playing it with your teeth. Sounds weird. If you're marketing to the people of the sun, you're not going to be successful. Have we checked the sun for people? That's actually fair. I don't know. I haven't been up there. Yeah. So there you go. It is the theme this week is uh, the sun. That was so. So Jordan does the music and he he knows how bad Tuesdays are for you. So I think he he puts more. First, he started doing Bob Marley on Tuesdays to cheer you up. And you did not like that. Then now I think he's trying to just play into the mean and do like the energetic like rage songs on Tuesdays. I don't know how that falls. I don't know if there's any rage. What's that? Energetic rage Just rage. Just fuel it. Tuesday. That's what it runs on. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Are you having a bad Can't Tuesday? Try to, Can't try to trick it with Bob Marley. Uh, I, I wouldn't say bad. I mean, I'm uh, I'm I'm exiled a little bit from my apartment because the uh, the faux father-in-law is here. Um, and you know, I he probably doesn't want to hear me, you know, talking about my wiener on the podcast. So. Did you ask him? Oh, yeah. First thing I ask him every time. Do you want to hear me talk about all my life and some stupid stories today? Yeah. He says, no. Hey, you want you want to hear half a conversation where I make bad jokes? Half a conversation thing's funny. Because now Luke's in the room with me sometimes, or most times. Yeah. He just hears my end. Because your, your voice is in here, Jake. Oh, I, right. The headphones. The headphone. Because that how, that's how it gets to your ear. Yeah. Yeah. Luke heard half of our show. So check this out. Luke, we recorded our second test episode of Talking Baseball yesterday. And Luke was in the room. And afterwards he said, that sounded good. That sounded like, you know, more fluid. But he's just judging that on me. So if he goes back and right. listens now, Jake, and says, oh, actually, there are some things. It's all on you. Right, but you've kind of made a big oversight there because that means he normally just hears you and it doesn't sound as good. No, it's only the second episode. So of he was complimenting baseball. your yesterday, but he was actually insulting your every other day. No, and I'm sorry, I had to bring that news. To that's you. a terrible spin zone by you. But it's only that's the second. It's only the second episode of Talking Baseball, and he was not in the room the first time. So that's an oversight. Yeah, yeah. How was your day yesterday? We got to get back to scoring our days. Yesterday was all right. Um, we we had a, a busy day, and I, I mixed in the usual Jakey. Again, just I, I I think me and me and the lady got to sit down because like I I don't know she she was working the whole time. I had to go to the train station. I I picked up her father. And then today she's like, okay, I'm going to work in the morning. And I was like, well, I work in the morning too. Um, so your dad's here. Um, <laughs> but no, yes, yes, yesterday was good. Uh, home run derby. Uh, one of the, one of the few things that major league baseball has figured out through the years. Uh, they've made that a really good show. And I guess we did a lot. So, um, I don't know. Yesterday was a, uh, you know, it was a five, eight. That's not good. That's literally my average day. Yeah, but you... and on the worst Monday of the year, that's fine. Wow, take the money and run, brother. Wow, you have some bad days. We gotta, we gotta up your days. Well, what's your day, dude? My yesterday was awesome. 
I Good. like I like work days, and then the derby. See, that's what you up. keep confusing. Just because you have a great day doesn't necessarily mean I have a great day. I have good days, and you have bad days too. Sometimes, you rarely have good days, and it worries me. You're a fool. What's your day? Six eight. Nice, dude. That's a huge day. It's a good day. Yeah. Wow, the worst Monday of the year, and you pulled that out. That's incredible. You well, should you should be stoked, but you have to know you're in the opposite realm of. 98% of the population. Yeah, I currently love my job, and I worked 15 hours straight yesterday doing doing what I like. Four podcasts, three breakdowns, and the home run derby. Like, That's, that's awesome, that's, man. That's my zone. I'm yeah. excited about it. I'd rather that than like if I went to the beach and just sat down, that would suck. I like, I like getting things done now. It's a very weird turn I've made in my life. Yeah, and that's again, that's a you thing. So I don't think you should be hating on my day when I think a lot of people would love a good beach day. Why are you? Why are you confusing worry for hate? Because uh, it comes off as hate. Oh, I don't hate. That's that. what me and the people are feeling. So that's what we're trying to depict. No, I back don't hate. You. I don't hate that you had a bad day. I just worry. You have a lot of bad days. You're so far off. <laughs> it's bizarre. So many. Yeah, five two, four nine. I mean, go through yours. You have the same thing, brother. Okay. Six, two, seven, six, six, three, six, six, one, six, 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 five, six, five, six, three, six, two, six, six. Yeah. If you read my good ones, too, they sound good. <laughs> you got all bad days. I'm having, I'm having a good day, except on Tuesdays. That's my sacrifice to the gods, and I'm doing it right. Yeah, and working from home, like you were talking about, is a struggle because people refuse to acknowledge that it's work. Yep. And then guess here's the past two weeks. We went to a little a little restaurant for dinner yesterday and we tried to bring the dog and that didn't work, so I had to bring the dog back. So I had a lot going on, Jim. Are there a lot of restaurants in Denver you can bring dogs to? Um, a decent amount, not as much as Dallas. Dallas, it was like a huge thing. Um, Denver has some pretty strict codes. Um, so like he's, he was actually technically on the outside of the restaurant, but we had him like tied up. Um, but then it started and he was, you know, he was being a dog at a restaurant. He was given a Yelp here and there and looking for a fry and all that stuff. Um, then it started like lightly raining and that was the nuke like that. He wasn't going to be able to get through that. I'm so interested. So in Dallas, are we, we're talking like outside lunch type spots or we're talking, you can bring your dog to an inside restaurant. Because I would never uh, go to a restaurant that had dogs inside of it. No, I mean, no indoor places you can do that. That's like if you have a service dog, I guess. Well, you just said but he was outside. It's got to be indoor, indoor, outdoor spot. Oh, Dallas is like the majority of Dallas restaurants have to be indoor, outdoor because people want to be outside. Okay. That confused me when you said you had to keep them outside. I was like, oh, are they usually inside? Because that's insane. Well, no, I mean, technically, like, so we were on a patio and there was like a wall that divides the restaurant from the outside. Ah, I got it. I got it now. Yes. But in Dallas, you can have them like in the patio and yeah. I'm glad I don't live in Dallas for many reasons besides uh, the radio show, The Ticket. Big fan. Wow. Shots fired at The Ticket. Rest in peace, Ross Perot, big Dallas guy. No shots fired at the ticket. They're the only thing I like about Dallas. He took a shot at Dallas. That's a part of the ticket, bro. And I have to tell him. No, 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 no. I ain't going to a restaurant with a dog inside. It's on you. That's a lot of people's dreams. Yeah, gross. But you're the guy that likes to work over the beach. So maybe you're not the normal guy. Yeah, currently. Building the company. Currently. Let's go to the sports. Wow. Wow. You always do that, and then I feel bad for going to the sports quick. I have more to talk about. What else do you got to say? I watched a Netflix show last night. What'd you watch? I'm interested. You might not be in a second. Or you might be super interested. I have no idea where you fall on this fellow. Okay, what is it? Do you know who Bob Lazar is? Oh, that alien alien documentary? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the, the preview for it, and I was like, I like a well-structured conspiracy theory. Right. So I'll put it on. And then I got like five minutes in and I was like, this is so lame. And then Katie came in and, and I was still trying to suffer through it. And she was like, turn this off. So I turned yeah, it off. Yeah. A- 
Actually, the first five minutes were easily the worst minutes of it. Uh, so Eric, I should try it again? Because it was like that, it, it was not what I wanted it to be at all. Yeah, that's actually – it is a good point. Those first five minutes were, were kind of bad. They're trying to delivery and setup for it was really bad. But a uh, really interesting guy, and I guess he's getting super popular. He's just on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, and, I mean, this story's been going on for 30 years now, and it's there's a lot of it that you're just like – why would why would he put himself through this? Um, well, he's getting popular, like you said, to go on radio shows and stuff. Right, but he's getting like no money from it or anything. Um, so I I don't know. It's it it's pretty it's pretty bizarre. I I would watch it. I would say the intro was was just whack. They they tried to do like some weird weird stuff to open it up with, and that that wasn't good. Yeah, good to know that it changed because the first five minutes I turned it off. Yeah. Katie also shamed me because she walked in and she's like, what are you watching? You wow, loser. Katie under the bus. She was right. I would have shamed her if I saw those first five minutes. Tuesday. I'm still I'm still I'm still finishing this season of Stranger Things. I'm enjoying and? I'm enjoying it a lot. OK. You know, it's like the most watched show. Ever. That's cannot be true. Like the Harry Potter books. Yeah. The numbers are so high. And that it's they think it's about to be the first billion dollar franchise. That's how strong this Stranger Things thing is getting. It's nuts. I, when when it first came out, I mean, you know, I love, I love when society kind of gets a wrench thrown in it. Like I, I've mentioned the scooters in the cities. Now you go to a city and now there's a bunch of scooters there, and it just like changes kind of everything that goes on in that city to a degree. Stranger Things when it first came out, I mean. If you didn't watch Stranger Things, you were dumb. Yeah. Like, literally. So here's the stat I was reading off. Stranger Things 3 recorded 40.7 million household accounts that have watched the show since its July 4th global launch, more than any other film or series in its first four days, and 18.2 million have already finished the entire series. Wow. Yeah. So it's getting popular. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying to... Trying to find, carve out a time to do it. I got nothing so far. Yeah, the only time that I do that is like one hour before bed now. Yeah. Yeah. What app are you on? Seven. I think I just finished six last night. Nice. And it was, it was very loud. Katie had a bunch of friends over, so I did headphones to go to sleep and watch so i had my over the ear headphones with stranger things on and i was like this isn't falling asleep noises yeah as no no yeah it's tough no. right, let's go to the sports all right jimmy your home run derby champion is vladdy jr the crowd loves it. It's incredible. Technically, Pete Alonzo walks away with the trophy, but it's what the world will remember Vlad Jr. for. You're, he'll hear people two years from now be like, yeah, Vlad Jr. won that, and then you'll have to be like, well, actually, Pete Alonzo won it. 312 home runs total. Uh, some of the highlights was the Vlad and Jock Peterson showdown, and the bad pitchers took a lot of the... A lot of the limelight. Uh, Serena Williams was in a barn burner, Jim, when we were writing these down. Uh, she wins. She advances. Uh, Federal N- Federer, Nadal, and Jokic advance at Wimbledon, a.k.a. that's just been tennis for the past 10 years now. Uh, Cricket World Cup update. New Zealand and India, rain delay. Okay. Avery Bradley is signed and added to the Lakers' makeshift bench. And the final story from La Liga, Russell Westbrook is eyeing Miami, and he wants to go there. Also not the GM of the team, though, Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Ooh. That was a good joke at the end there. Facts only. Like you, you need to be traded, right? Does he have a no trade clause or anything? No. So, him eyeing Miami means literally nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I'll. I will say this in the NBA, like the players do have a lot of power. Like they couldn't just trade Russ to Memphis. He'd just be like, 
oh, I I won't play there. Yeah. So like te- teams don't even do that. Miami is one of the potential landing areas. Uh but uh yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, oh, okay, Miami. And well, we'll we'll see what they offer your team, Russ. Um but yeah, k- kind of exciting and I I'm I'm not the biggest Russ fan. I'm I am a Jimmy Butler fan who's now on Miami and they are two of the hottest most competitive dudes in the NBA. And it's it's one of those things that's teetering on being so bad, it would be a lot of fun. So, yeah, Russ, when you get the GM job, punch it. Punch it. Home Run Derby. You want to talk about it? Did you watch? I did watch. I did watch. It was pretty awesome. Happy for Pete. He got his money. Mets probably will Over. never give him that money. So that's good. He's giving 10. Dude, Pete Alonso. Uh, I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Ooh, here we go. I don't think Pete Alonso jokes. Ooh. Like Damn. everyone else, and this is not just in the Home Run Derby. I've seen Pete Alonso interviews, and he seems like just a guy that doesn't enjoy jokes or making jokes or just kind of doesn't get that jokes exist. Okay, interesting. Have you did you see him how serious he was yesterday? Yeah. And then when but... he won, he didn't even crack a smile like in the interview, he just kind of cried. It was like, "Whoa." Yeah, and that's that's why I'm I'm going to hold opinion on that cuz it was actually cool cuz normally home run derby it's been guys going up there and they're like, "Yeah, I won the derby. That was pretty cool." Haha, <laughs> get, you know, where's the truck I just won or whatever. He uh he was emotional. Like this was a lifelong dream for him. Like I think, I think not a lot of guys when they have their major league baseball dreams have like a home run derby dream. They're like, well, if I if I was ever in it, it'd be kind of cool. Sure. I think a lot Pete of- Alonso had a home run derby dream, and he won it. He was starting to tear up. It was weirding me out. I mean, I I don't hate. I, was, I don't I loved it. I don't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was weirding me out. I've seen interviews with him before where. It's just like that, like, uh, I don't know, that, like rat and rat, like that little like, haha, da da, you know, side I've never seen. Maybe it's it's tough to have that on the Mets a little bit. Yeah. I when guess. when everyone's down your guys throats and you're you're kind of the white knight for that team, literally and figuratively, the polar bear. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'm not saying he has any rat and rat to him, but um, I thought it was cool. He was this was like literally a dream for him. Yeah, they said, it, did you hear, like, his, his teammates said, um, he's very serious. Like, they tried to go into the tunnel and joke around with him, and they came back, and Mendoza or whatever was asked, like, what's Pete up to? And they're like, he's very serious. He wants serious to win right this. <laughs> and then he really had to do extra yeah. work because his pitcher was just rolling balls to him. Yeah, that was that was a tough look. We had a couple bad pitchers. Jimmy Chapman, uh, Matt Chapman's dad, was was getting thrown on under the grinder a little bit. Um, yeah, but then but you yeah, had a- Jock Peterson's pitcher was Ebel was awesome, and yeah, not to like be hot takey, but bullpen pitching is a skill. It's not like anyone can go out there and throw a good bullpen session. We found that out kind of like like. Alonzo's second cousin probably practiced this for two weeks. Ebel has probably been doing this for the last 30 years of his life. It's career. It's his career bullpen pitcher. It's his career. He's not Pete Alonzo's cousin. This is his job. <laughs> that was the same with Judge's uh, bullpen pitcher when he won in 2017. He was like, like hit the same spot every time. Yeah, I, w- I will say this. Um, so I, I mentioned that me, me, the girlfriend and her her dad grabbed a dinner at the sports bar next door, and so we're watching some derby. And uh, my girlfriend kind of dropped the nuke, Jim, and I can't believe nobody's done this yet because she was like, "Who throws the pitches?" And I was like, "Oh, they get to pick. Like sometimes it's one of their coaches. Some guys do their dad, or you get family members or stuff like that." Blah blah. blah. She goes, "Has anybody done a celebrity?" And I was like, "No." And like someone's gonna do that soon. Yeah, that'd be really cool. It it would be great press for that player. Are you kidding me? Um, I do love when they have their dad pitch to them and it works. 
Right. Because like that's Kano's obviously an awesome, awesome moment. That's 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 been thirty, you know, twenty five years in the work to get to that moment, which is awesome. Um, MLB's got it figured out. If you're if you're not a baseball person and you're tuning into this, um, they changed the format a few years ago, and it's they do five minutes on limited swings, which is so much better than the like OG format of like you get ten bad swings and you're done. And like looking back on that is pretty laughable, but they they really have it right. It was it was great entertainment last night. One of our friends, the on the field thing was great entertainment. ESPN still sucks, but one of our friends was laughing, saying like they keep comparing like Vlad Vlad Senior won three to two in the final round. He's like they keep yeah. comparing those numbers to these numbers and not mentioning the formats wildly different. <laughs> yeah. Like they were so gassed last time and they had basically if they got 10 outs, like I'm sh- I would love to see how many outs some of these hitters had. I would say fr- if if we were if we were baseball purist snobs, the 10 outs is really cool. Like you got pressure on you, but from a straight entertainment value, it sucked. This, it took forever. It would take like five knock, hours. Knockout win. Yeah. yeah, and that the extras round between Jock and Vladdy was awesome. Is the I I mean it's when they do highlight videos of the the twenty nineteen All Star Weekend. That's going to be probably a, a main focus. Maybe. Yeah. The new format is definitely better. I, I stopped watching the home run derby with the old format, like the last two years before it, because we always did our friend bet on it. So I would tune in. Right. And then I just I remember turning it off. Be like, I'll just come back for the end because this is like five hours of nothing. Yeah. You had a lot of guys taking pitches. They that took so many pitches. Uh, that's that's not a good look on your home run derby. Um, it was yeah, basically the, the f- like what people complain about. Like this is slow and boring. The, the format's great, and I mean, when, when you've got two guys and there's 30 seconds on the clock and a guy needs to hit three home runs, that's about as... I would say that's the most general baseball entertainment that baseball can get out to everyone. Yeah. Like, if you're not a baseball fan, but you if you tune in for those 30 seconds and you know a guy needs to hit three home runs, that's really cool. Really cool. That was awesome. Vladdy, t- Vladdy gassed himself out a little bit. Jock helped him out. Yeah, he got, I mean, he had what, three extra rounds technically? Yeah. But after his first round when he hit 29, then they went to the interview, which was awesome. Uh, he was so tired. I was like, uh-oh. Not good. Was never a doubt. He's a different breed. I liked my um, dude Pete. I liked Pete and Bell. Yeah. And and you were on you were on Peterson too, which I, I think that's the hot take out of that crew. Um I, I liked Vladdy. I liked Pete a little bit. Um, we knew Bregman kind of wasn't going to do it. Chapman, like, you got the late invite. Like, sorry. Like, that's not happening. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It was, it was it was a good performance. I would have liked to see my Vladdy get a chance without the the three extra rounds. But uh, Alonzo, and we, we kind of joked about this. It was either going to be Alonzo was either going to flake or it was going to be the highlight of the Mets season. And it's the highlight of the Mets season. Do you What broadcast did you watch? I was watching ESPN. So was I. Did you try ESPN two at all? No. I had so I, ma- I did that last year, I think, and I it, yeah. I had so many people tell me to watch ESPN two, and it was so boring. Yeah, I, I think it was just no. We've you and I have a lot of haven't had a lot of on air conversations, but we've had a lot of off air conversations about the power of the internet and how like. I don't know. The, you can almost bully people into thoughts. Like just the ESPN broadcast was so not great with like not telling the home runs and people not liking who they want to like on the ESPN broadcast that it just became cooler to watch the ESPN two broadcast, even though that probably wasn't better. It wasn't better. I was like, okay, no, because I I was I was like, I don't want stats with my home run derby. I like analytics. I embrace analytics. But the home run derby is just a fucking guy hitting a ball really far. All I need yeah. is the crowd noise and some energy. And then I flipped over to ESPN two. They were so dull. Like they were they were having someone said, No, it's more like just a bunch of friends watching the game who love baseball rather than like putting on a performance. And they're correct. 
And it turns out I would rather the performance. Right. But Mendoza kills me. Did you see my tweet? It went super, like, got dirty big, which I then made me feel bad. But Right. But it, then she kept doing it. It's pretty bad. She just does this. Yeah. She sticks a weird smile on her face. It's her, it's her interview smile. Ask a question and just throw it, throw it out there. Kind of the silent laugh. Uh, and then Teixeira or whoever just could not get the number of home runs correct. Yeah. At any point. They did it like five times. They had the wrong number. And there was crucially wrong. They kept saying Jock beat him and then they tied him. Yeah. And that's, uh, I don't know. You, you try to picture yourself like I, you and I, when the, the Yankees Red Sox series was coming up for London, there was a couple of times when they thought about things that I wouldn't have thought of. They like invited the extra players and stuff in case guys got hurt. Um, and there was something else they did that I was like, oh, that was really smart. Like they, they planned this London thing out pretty good. If you're planning on covering the home run derby, tracking the number of home runs that's like item numero uno <laughs> we, gotta have, we gotta have that on lock and they well, didn't really have that. number one let's make sure that we count the home runs correctly yes that should, that should literally be the first item on the list it's like make sure all the power switches are on count the home runs yeah so much juiced ball talk did you have the audio on a lot of juice ball talk i saw i i had Got some of that. I saw the Verlander stuff before the game. Yeah, and then Bregman kind of negated his teammate, which I liked. Yeah. He was That's like, fire. he was like, yeah, it could be juice balls. I mean, baseball's changing. No one pitches low anymore, and no one even tries to hit a single anymore because OPS is what you want. So if you're not trying to hit singles, then you're trying to hit home runs, and pitchers are pitching higher in the zone, and all that adds up to more home runs. And it's like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's not a huge, giant conspiracy that they're doctoring the baseballs. It's that the gameplay is more advantageous for home runs. And every team now just tries to hit home runs pretty much. It was never the goal of baseball. They wanted you to have singles and doubles and put the ball in play and and now they're saying just get your A swing off as much as possible. That's not the factor. I think, I mean, and it's a little column A, a little column B, too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, the, uh, yeah. The, the baseballs are wound a little tight, and they've actually done the studies on that. But, yeah, it's still, you got to hit the baseball, and the guys are trying to hit home runs, and guys throw harder, and it's, yeah, A, a plus B equals C. Did you Bud Selig said during the London series that the center of the ball is off? Selig or Manfred? Same guy, but Manfred. Yeah, basically, um, I I I remember the conversation you were talking about, and I was just like, "What, dude?" Yeah, he's like, "The core of the ball is off, so they're not flying true." Something like that. Which, all right, all of them. That sounds like a you problem, Commissioner. All, the core of like ten thousand baseballs is off. What? Someone bumped the machine. That might be one of my like biggest pet peeves right now is that if a ball bounces in the dirt in baseball, they get rid of it. The How many baseballs are getting used in a game makes me so mad. Yeah, well, you, you don't want pitchers using that scuff mark to their advantage. But there's times when it's not even. Like a, a, a grounder to short? Like, I'm sorry. We can run it back with that ball. A lot of times the pitchers want to. I know, but like I, I don't know. I guess it's growing up, <laughs> growing up in a house where it was. If we were we were fighting for pop tarts, if they were in there, I, I don't know. Value the ball a little more. <laughs> they give it to a fan. They make the fans happy. Not always. They usually just give it to the ball boy, and he scuffles into the. Thank you, Mister Umpire. He goes into his little maneuver. He sprays some Windex on it, fixes the core, and brings it back into play. Fixes the core. Yeah, <laughs> scientist like that. All right, anything else? New Zealand and India and a rain delay in the Cricket World Cup. You want to do 20 minutes on that? Yeah, I think we should just round out the show on that. Um, I think New Zealand received the kick, so they were batting first, um, and it's raining. I uh, Maybe we need our tennis fans to reach out a little bit, but like Federer and Nadal and Jokic advance. I, I feel that's been the story for a decade now. Oh, yeah. Well, Katie's... 
my girlfriend's dad is super into tennis. He would watch right. every single match. And I believe like last summer he just stopped watching tennis. Right. I think it was like his day and he was like, it's the same guys. <laughs> like, I, I feel like this was like Roddick tried to connect the dots from like Agassi and Sabres, but it's basically been these guys. Like, give me give me some fresh blood tennis. Um, maybe that's why I love Coco Golf so much. Cut yourself. Um, what's that? If you want flesh, fresh bread, fresh blood, but cut yourself. Which is, you all right? <laughs> if you want fresh blood, just cut yourself. Luke? <laughs> Luke, check on your brother. Luke, um, Luke brought some food in. That smells so good. It's making me starving. Nice. And What's I, it look like? I don't know, but I already... Describe what it looks like I, and the smells. Oh, and the, what it makes you feel inside. The smell, without looking at it, the smell, there's definitely some hash browns involved or like potatoes. It's that okay. kind of smell. And that's so good. I already committed to just having a smoothie this morning and it was making it really tough. What is you eating? Did I get it right? Home fries and a south side wrap. All the potato stuff are such a good addition to breakfast. Yeah. Like but- I, I, I used to think it was very complimentary. If it was there, it was there. Good breakfast, good potato additions to a breakfast. That's a multiplier. Yeah. I've been trying to say no and just get the fruit cup, which used to suck. But now they're just doing straight watermelon as the fruit cup in our local place, which is Ooh, delicious. Okay. That's great. All right, let's go to half. Half. You got anything else? That was kind of a halftime conversation we just had. Do you want a home fry? If you want a home fry, no. If I have one, you for no, the half. no. If I have one, then I'm gonna go to Meg's the place, and I'm gonna get uh, a breakfast for myself, and I'm gonna try and be strong and stick to the smoothie. I've got a good halftime combo. Yeah. Lavalette this summer. Yeah. Is it is it any have you seen any difference from last summer to this summer? Is there any compare contrast or is it just kind of like run it back or what's going on there? Huge difference because they changed the entire beach. The beach is three times longer. The dunes are like 10 times higher and wider. And there's an opening at every block now. But as for besides like the actual beach, the town is the same. It's always the town's got the same going on. I got something to run by you. I got a DM from this guy. Yo, I used to keep up with my DMs on Twitter. Yeah. I'm at 100 unread right now in the last four days. I can't. It saddens me that I can't keep up anymore. Yeah, I knew, I knew the day would come. So this guy got in touch. He says, hey, man, I'm a police officer in Lavalette. I'd love to stop by and get a picture with you and give you a patch. My instinct when I get these DMs is I'm being trolled. Right. But this guy might be real. If he's a cop in town, that's a great connect. It's a good person to know. Um, I would say meeting at the giving out your address is risky. No, I'd meet. I'd meet somewhere. Yeah, you'd be like, meet me at the smoothie shop. Some guy DM'd me and was like. Hey, I'm in Lavalette. I think I just drove by your house. Would love to say hi. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's like not cool. (laughs) Yeah, not as cool as other things. Not as cool as other things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's like, okay, shit. That's not good. But do we think this cop's real or fake? Let's, uh, because, dude, I'm going to be in Lava. We should, uh, Tell him to, like, meet us somewhere this weekend or something. Oh, you're going to be here this weekend? I think so, right? Let's see. It's the it's the 9th? Okay, I got work to do. Yeah, you're coming on the 12th. We're going to the game on the 12th. You'll be here Saturday and Sunday. And then we have our event on the 17th. You're here for quite a bit, Jake. Uh, I'm here for a while. Awesome. That's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, where'd this guy go? I'm going to say, yeah, man. Love to meet up. How about sometime this weekend, Jake will be in town as well. Think he knows who you are? Don't don't let him bring me a badge. A patch. 
Well, actually, yeah. No, tell them no patch. We want badges. Okay. But interesting. Yeah, I had a, a kid a, a, a kid DM me who writes Yankees articles for like another website, and he was like, hey, if you guys are looking for a writer, love what you guys do. And I was like, yeah, reach reach out to John. He, uh, he, he answers every DM. I was like, have an angle. We like writers with angles. And I was like, yeah, he, he'll answer you for sure. And then like, I think literally yesterday morning, he was like, hey, he didn't answer my DM. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I guess, I, I guess he used to answer all of them, but he's gotten answer, pretty big. I used to answer everyone. And now, I, I mean, I'd like to take like a night. Maybe I'd take a night where I don't watch Stranger Things and I just crush out because that's that's 100 on Twitter. And then Instagram's even crazier, I think. Not Instagram also adds to it. Um and yeah, I feel bad. I used to love answering anyone who wanted to reach out. Now I can't. You're not. All right. I read the news today, oh boy. And though the news was rather sad, well I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. The Israeli embassy blurred out. The ambassador's non-kosher lobster in a photo of lunch with Bolsonaro. Blurred it out. Can't allow people to see the non-kosher lobster. 32 pounds of rat meat was seized at the Chicago Hare Airport. These stories don't stop, Jake. This is our sixth weird shit getting seized story. Rat meat seized. An Australian gender reveal party went wrong as the car burst into flames, which I think means they're pregnant with a demon. The snowball, snowball, the dancing parrot, stunned scientists with 14 separate moves to 80s classic hits. Jake, do you think you have more or less than 14 moves? And a bride-to-be invents a pee hack so she can pee in her wedding dress this was this was great news to my heart I read the, news today, oh the news is slow well i think i gotta follow your heart jim what's what's going on with you and brides peeing in bags uh, first off, this guy asked the same question like a million times in the chat. Explain how Tanaka's an all-star over Herman. Herman got hurt. Herman's been bad for the last, like, like three starts. Tanaka hasn't missed a start and is having a good half. Boom. There you go. Explained. Stop asking that question. So this bride, she got an Ikea bag, and she put, she cut out the bottom, so she steps into it, and she lifts the bag up to her head, and with it comes her wedding dress, which holds her dress allowing her to sit down and pee while in her dress. A lot of our audience probably doesn't give a fuck about this. As a wedding videographer who was in the room with the bride for the four hours up to the wedding, this is huge. This is going to become yeah. something that uh, uh, a company now patents wedding dress lifters that you can go to the bathroom in. This changes the game. Usually every time a bride has to pee, they have to unbutton every hook and then go to the bathroom, and it's a huge process. I had a couple ceremonies delayed because the bride was so nervous that she was going to have to pee once it started that she kept taking it off and trying to pee, taking it off trying to pee. One was like actually a nightmare. We were all like, yo, lady, you're fine. But she was having pee anxiety. So this is a game changer in the wedding industry. Just letting, putting that out there, go talk to your sisters and your moms and tell them. They'd probably yeah. say, oh, I wish I had that. I, I was going to say, I feel like I saw something like this on an episode of Shark Tank. Um, so I'm wondering if there's any connect the dots or any, any connections there. But yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a bathroom anxiety guy. It's kind of how it kind of runs my life. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm glad this is in. Okay. Yeah. It's great news. It's great news. What else do you want? Well, I mean, literally and figuratively, we've got a couple, actually. 
uh, theme of the shows here, Jim, because this isn't our first gender reveal gone wrong e- either. Um, didn't we had people that got in serious trouble that did a gender reveal and they started a forest fire? Yeah, remember that they like shot up the party. yeah. I'm anti gender reveal parties. I don't want to say that because if a couple wants to do it, just like don't invite yeah. me to your gender reveal party if that's the main event. Have you ever been invited to one? No, thank God. Me either. Yeah. But the ones I see videos of, I'm like, thank God I haven't been invited to any of those. Yeah, I don't know. If it was a nice day and they had some food and drink, I'd go. But yeah, I'm not there for the for the GR. Um, but yeah, what do uh, I think? Oh, no. So they reference the, the other video that did start the forest fire. Um, Queensland. Been gorgeous. there. Been there. Did you ever hear the story um, about your gender reveal party? You know what? You think I would have heard it, but it's crazy that you've heard it and I haven't. But I think if you've got it, let's hear about it. Yeah, your it. mom was telling me the other day. She said you weren't aware of this, so it was kind of interesting. Right. Your gender reveal party was at birth, naturally. Right. Right? But it actually took 14 days for them to figure out. Right. And it was they didn't know what was going on. And then eventually, on the 14th day, changing your diaper, big old baby shit, you shit yourself. And your mom was changing it. And just like this like button popped out, like boop. And they're like, oh, it's a boy. Changed your name from Julie to Jake. I liked that you put an emphasis on the fact that 14-day-year-old me shat my pants. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, I just like that there is an emphasis on that. Like, oh, by the way, you are, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to believe this part. Kid shits himself. Yeah, yeah. Little Julie shit herself. Uh-oh, push too hard. Um, little button pops out. Boop. I appreciate the button hustle. Um, if I were you, I would have went dog joke there. I went, is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? It looks like a dog. I think yeah. it's a dog. Name it Jake. Yeah, no, I wanted to make fun of your small penis. But you told the real story. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. The real story my mother shared with you, but just never. She had, she's never too embarrassed. Came up with me. Too embarrassed to tell you. Jake gets so mad when he hears stories about his fourteen-year-old self shitting his pants. Yeah, with no, without his penis. So penis. She was protecting me. Like your okay, testicles thanks, drop, at your penis hadn't poked out yet. Happy gender. That's what the button was. Is your penis? Oh, my God. That changes everything. I thought it was just a button. No. They thought you were Julie. They thought you were a girl for 14 days. We we got it, Isaac. Yeah. I just I got, got, God damn, got him again with the button joke. When's he going to learn? Um, speaking of button jokes, this 32 pounds of rat stuff, man. Pilot String donated a dollar to the cause. Thanks, Pilot String. Appreciate that. Imagine if that was a thing pilots use. Like, and do we have the string today? <laughs> this this Pilot whole plane's string. doomed if we don't have this twine. <laughs> anyway, yeah, rat meat got confiscated at the airport. Why were they trying to take rat meat? Where were they trying to take rat meat to? Uh, yeah, African rat meat. From the Ivory Coast, which I have to imagine doesn't travel well. Um, yeah, I mean, now, now, Jimmy, I mean, connecting some dots here, the snails uh, were also from Africa. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe the, the rules aren't clear on what you can bring um, because I've got rat meat in a big. That's a that's a no that's a no go flying wise for me. What does rat meat look like? Or is it just dead rats in a bag, but we're just nicely calling it rat meat? Or is Ooh. it like is it like, you know, chopped up, packaged in a bag? Because that can't be true. It's gotta just be dead rats, right? Like if I Google rat meat, I think it's just gonna be rats cooked on a stick. Yeah, that uh, I would assume that as well. Oh no. Um, oh no. Oh, what the fuck? Fuck, there's rat meat chicken wings. Mm. Those are good. No, never mind. FDA says nobody ate rat meat chicken wings. Don't worry about it. 
Um, yeah, I think it's just rats cooked up, man. Like, I think this is just the guy had dead rats in his bag, and we're just kindly saying, like, I don't think you're filleting a rat and dicing it up. And you know what? Like, all right, how how much can a rat weigh? Oh, dude, rats can get big. What's what's your guess? We just did so much rat talk on season five, episode one of Laughs from the Past last week. Yeah. So we're rat experts, everyone. Also, episode two just dropped today. When you're done listening to this, you're still at work, you want to listen to more, go to our podcast, Laughs from the Past, Genghis Khan. Mm. All-time backfire. Bad guy. How much does a rat weigh? Um, let's see. I, I think they're saying, like, I mean, in a rare instant, an adult rat will get to two pounds. So that's that's where I was going. In my head, I was thinking a rat could get to, like, five pounds. So then, I mean, if you did some quick math there, it could have only been, like, six, seven rats. And, like, okay, I've had that in my luggage before, so I'm not going to get mad at this guy. But it seems like it was a lot of rats. He also, the, go- the dude who brought the rats on the plane just declared it. They're like, yo, what's in your bag? He's like, I got meat in that bag. And then they're like, okay, we got to inspect it. And they're like, sir? And he's like, it's rat meat. Like, he had no idea this was something that... Damn, Amer- what, American society always shitting on these African cultures, you know? I think we just need to clarify. Snail, giant snails that could kill, like, all of our crops and rat meat are on the no list. Firmly. Sunglasses, yes. Flyless. Yes. All right. Some guy came in the chat. He's mad at me because Ooh. we said that railroading a catcher isn't really part of the fabric of the game. Like, it's not necessary in the gameplay of MLB. It was allowed for a while. He called me a new male. What, N-U male? I don't know what that is. Mm. What's that mean? Damn. Whatever it is, it sounds so, so silly that I am now think Joe F. is a new male just for knowing the term new male exists. Like, so sensitive Ooh, to words. I like that. He's got all these new terms and words he uses just to to get mad at other people you sound like a little sissy pants joe f you new male that's a strong that's a strong recess comeback um i don't even know what that is and since you know what it is it's like a smelt it dealt it like you're you seem to be the biggest new new male is that you pronounce it in the whole chat joe f wow even if i knew why would i admit to knowing it now yeah you're just out for new male throats right now (laughs) <laughs> now i think you're the new male i don't the whole thing's confusing uh, decking people and giving them concussions has always been part of baseball you pussy no it also was catchers not wearing gear yeah can you believe catchers wear gear now no it also was soft you know it also was part of baseball pitchers topping out at 86 miles per hour go watch that home run fucking what who was it it was um it was uh, George Brett's home run in game three of the World Series. Go watch the home run. It's the slowest. It looks like men's league softball. Yeah. Yeah. Got him. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Therefore, I'm not it. Joe F. Guy that came into a chat to tell another guy he's soft. You seem, you seem, you're just a loser. To be, to be like, Calm, rational, Joe F. You're a loser. Go do something else on your Tuesday. Jake, what other stories do we have? Whoa. I mean, come on. You. Um, what if you've got something on the Israeli embassy blurring out the non-kosher lobster? Um, a good blur job is always funny. He was not eating a non-kosher lobster. We promise. Swear it. Why don't you just say it was a kosher lobster? Like, who knows? Yeah, we had a rabbi come. He blessed that lobster. Boom. Yeah. Oh, you guys just missed. He just left. You didn't see him? Yeah. He was He was there the second before we took the photograph. You pulled in. He was pulling out. I can't believe you missed him. <laughs> it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, um, blurring out a lobster on a plate. And now there's an article Jim, written about it, and there would have been nothing. Here we are. We have the research team at Harvard, Tufts, San Diego, looking at Snowball, 
the dancing parrot. I I don't know if you're team snowball or if you're going to be jealous of snowball because you're a dancer. There's no middle area, and I'm nervous. Yeah. So this dancing parrot has 14 separate moves, scientists found out. And I was trying to count all your known moves, Jake. Right. What do you got so far? You got you got you got the the widowmaker hit banger. Yeah. You got uh the uh like playing with another person's tie and twirling yourself up in their tie. And that's where things get tricky cuz I mean I've got I might have 14 variations of tie tricks, but does that count as one or does that count as 14, you know? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Cuz then you got yeah, I do the I do the puppy dog with the tie. I pretend pretend my tie is my tongue. Yeah, you do. It just comes rolling out. The cauldron, Big Emac. The cauldron team. that can be with the tie or not with the tie. Yeah, you got the uh, the digging a hole. Digging a hole is a huge one. Digging a hole is one of my anchors. Yeah, <laughs> when you start digging real fast, it's really funny. It's Don't good. you have? Didn't we do that at Yankee Stadium spring training? Uh, I think I dug a hole at spring training. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll get intern Luke on that JJR. JJR post today. Yeah. And then in Grown Losers, we have where you... In Grown Losers, we have the tie. You spin up on some ties. Yeah. And then in Grown Losers, we have the bottle whale. I don't know what you call that. Ooh, yeah. The bottle, the bottle lean, um, a lot of forms of thrusting. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's where you want to label it. And that's where I kind of, I kind of want to see the parrot's moves. And I don't think we have them in this article. But I mean, you know, what what are we labeling the 14 different moves, you know? Is there, like, is a sway one, and then he's got, like, a big sway, and that's know. two, you know? So, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to support the parrot in his dancing. Um, okay, here are some of the move names. Right. The down shake. Yeah, I mean, I've got, got that. The bo- Live that. The body roll. Uh-huh. The downward head foot sink. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just like the generic white guy dance move. That's my only move, Bar- right. and I barely do it. Um, oh, that's in the in the rhythm to girls just want to have fun. Well, uh, uh, duh, we we know how to dance too, Snowball. The parrot who had not Snowball triggers a bad memory for me. The parrot who had not been trained, and it's about dancing, so that's tough. The parrot, who had not been trained or encouraged to dance, also managed 10 separate moves, including Vogue, a side-to-side head head tilt synchronized with a foot lift. Okay. I can outdance Snowball. I'm done with him. So you don't? You're jealous of Snowball? No, I just, I started running through more moves in my head, and I'm, I'm blowing him out. Okay. So let's You think I just get you think I get through my annual wedding season with 14 dance moves? I'd be a stale guest. Yeah, this article is written by Henry Bodkin, a science correspondent. Dude, you're writing about a dancing bird. Yeah. Well, dude, that's and I I don't want to say it's make making me mad cuz that that could affect my bias with Snowflake here, but uh I mean, we've got Harvard, Tufts, and San Diego. Like, we're studying this bird? Like, come on, science. I'm going to tweet at Henry Bodkin. I'm going to say... You want to study a dancer? Come find Poppy Gordo. I'm going to tweet at Henry Bodkin. I found his Twitter. I'm going to say... We found a human with 100 dance moves. <laughs> study that shit. <laughs> I'm going to tweet at Henry. I'm going to say, any chance of setting up a dance-off between Snowball... So you say it with a W and a human. Yes. I have a friend who thinks he can blow him out of the water. This guy's going to hate this tweet. Good. He's going to be like, finally, someone engaged with my article about the dancing parrot. And then he's going to read it and be like, fuck. But yeah, I mean, if he sets up a dance off you and this parrot, we'll do it, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Odds Henry Bodkin responds to that tweet? Uh, 5%. (laughs) Uh, Well, he is a science correspondent. What does that mean? He just writes about science? Am I a baseball correspondent? Yeah. Awesome. I love when I learn new, new words about myself. 
Cool. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Go to the chat. Go to the things. Joe F. still hanging strong. We normally do one more segment. We do? Bet of the day, yeah. I was going to do chat. And I like bet of the day as the final, final segment. Okay. I love I love bat flipping, Joe. Just to let you know. It, in, it doesn't involve hurting another human. Bet of the day. It's the bet of the day. Bet of the day. Bet of the day. Bet of the day. It's the bet of the day. Jakey, Jakey won yesterday because Vladdy got farther than Bell. I should have been headstrong and changed to Alonzo, but you win. I lose. I'm a loser. You're a winner, Jake. You're now, uh, you now have, oh shit. I wrote these in the wrong spot. You're starting your week off correctly. That's what we got. You got your first win on the week is good. Are you excited about that? Excited about that. What do you got for us today? Well, Jim, we're going to keep it with the All-Star game because that's pretty much the only thing going on. Oh, are there some fun props? Uh, I, I'm not sure on the props. I don't have the props in front of me from, from my bet of the day. Um, I, I was going to go with the, the over-under. I, I think we might have some conflict here because I think the baseballs, the guys in the game, normally... The All-Star Game's a low-scoring affair. I've got the over-under at 8.5. I'm taking the over. I think we're showcasing the gopher ball this year. The juiced balls are on display. What are the last? Yeah. What was the last All-Star Game? No idea. I think they've been low-scoring. Okay, here it is. Last year was 8-6. to six. Year before that, 2-1. to one. Year before that, 4-2, to 6-3. So you got three... You got two and two there, then five and eight. So now we're at a push. Or is it eight and a half, did you say? Eight and a half. So historically, the under hits. But I I agree with you. Uh, and I will lock myself into agreements right now by hitting this button. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. So we're taking the over. It's eight and a half, right? Eight and a half. NL versus AL. Wow, how about that? Who are you rooting for? We're AL guys. I mean, it's tough to shake that. The NL's got a ton of talent this year, though. Happy for the NL. Did you hear that uh, Freddie Freeman is the oldest NL starting player at 29 years old, which is the youngest, oldest all-star since like 1960 that's uh baseball's going real young man well it's the it's, way uh, they did the cb the way they the cba there's talent there's a ton of talent but also the way they did the cba let uh, like lets them like well fuck it throw the young guys out yeah and I, I think it's almost like a perfect storm a little bit where these young guys have adjusted to what baseball is now and if you were if you were a 32 year old guy and you went from everyone throwing 92, 94, and now everyone throws 96 to 100? That's a different world. So I, I think it was kind of a perfect storm for this like next generation of baseball. All right. Dakota Jackson is in the chat. He says, did you see Pedro? I didn't see this. Did you see this? He did the most awkward interviews ever. He asked DJ and Blackman how it feels to be winning instead of losing in reference to Blackman losing on the Rockies despite good performances. There were some weird questions. I can't think of another one. There was another one where I was like, whoa, that's a weird question to ask a guy. And it was basically like, how does it feel to be like winning now? It was like, uh, everyone's here, man. Tough. His old team is still here. Yeah. People are old teammates are over there. All right, that ends the show. We'll be back tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, if you are bored at work and you want to listen to anything else, we have so many shows that we put out. We have uh, an episode of Talking Baseball is available, the entire MLB uh, test episode, so it's only available on our Patreon for John Boy Media. Those will be 
The 15th will be our first live talking baseball show. Laughs from the past. We did a story about this this ruler of another emperor saying no to Genghis Khan and how much of a fucking backfire that was. Pretty funny. Didn't work. Spoiler. Spoiler. Didn't work out. Pretty funny story. And then there's a ton of other stuff. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for watching. Rage Against the Machine to get you all amped up. John Boy Media is the name of the Patreon. Thanks, guys. Terrible song.